Welcome once again to the Insider Podcast, the stories behind our stories. I'm your host, Ryan File, here to show you a bit more insight into just a little bit of what goes on in the Mail Tribune newsroom. Now, typically an episode will involve a more elaborate project or story someone has uh, put quite a bit of work into, and, you know, like a peek at how it got pulled together behind the scenes. And there's been a consistent presence involved with all of those stories and projects. She's been, in equal parts, the, I guess, uh, harshest critic and biggest champion of Mail Tribune stories uh, since I started here in 2011, the one who worked to make bad good and good better. Kathy Noah is the Mail Tribune editor-in-chief for a few more hours, by my count. Uh, She's leaving us today to work at Asante's marketing department. After a landmark career here, city editor and the publication's first female editor-in-chief among her many accolades. And I wanted to get her on to give her the right kind of send-off, basically a trip down memory lane. Uh, Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. That's very kind. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's start with basics. Uh, Tell me about when you started here and give me brief timeline of your progression up to editor. Okay. Um, when I came here in 1989, I had um, already worked at every daily newspaper in Jackson and Josephine counties. Um, I worked at the Mail Tribune as an intern. I worked at the Courier as a um, reporter, and then I became an editor at age 25 because I couldn't stand somebody telling me what to do. Um, just a features editor, though. And uh, went to to the coast for seven years and did marketing there because there wasn't any really good journalism jobs. And so I was so grateful to come back um, to the Mail Tribune in 1999 because I just have a passion for journalism. I loved it. I've been in journalism ever since um, my high school teacher at Rogue River High School asked me to join the paper, the Arrow. Ooh, talk about that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was an English teacher and she had asked us to do an assignment um, as if we were going to write a newspaper story. And I did, and I don't remember what it was about, but she read it to the class. She was so impressed. And of course, you know, you fall in love with the things you know how to do well, right? And so she asked me to join the paper and I found out I could ask Anybody, any question I wanted to, any nosy question I wanted to, um, because that was my job and I just loved it. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been here ever since. Is that what you loved about it first? Would you say the fact that you got to ask anybody anything? Exactly. I've always been curious. I've always been the babysitter who went through, um, sorry, people who I used to babysit, go through your coach think, just to see what you were doing. I think the statute of limitations <laughs> is good. Right. <laughs> so you're yeah, I just kind of like, oh, how do these people live? What do they do? So anyway, mm. it was a good way to satisfy that curiosity. Awesome. So obviously 20 years uh, or so in a newsroom is a long time. So what kept you here um, and in the career as opposed to running for the hills basically (laughs) it's the people Mm. absolutely the people i just love who i work with all of the reporters and the editors i mean you just don't find this kind of dedicated group of people working and willing to sacrifice anything to get the newspaper out i really think it's a small miracle every day that the newspaper gets out if you think about how many tens of thousands of words that we deal with every single day and how many people it takes to put this product together. And these people will stay as late as it takes. They will, um, you know, like Gail and her group just the other day um, helped insert uh, newspapers when we were short. I mean, it's just, you know, a huge group of dedicated people that are so talented and fun and smart and great to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's talk about uh, some of the rewards that you've reaped um, and that these people have reaped uh, 
because of all that hard work. So the, some of the more rewarding stories you've been a part of, you know, ones that made a difference in the community in some way or were particularly memorable, like ones that really stand out for you. Absolutely. There's been quite a few over the years, and I feel really proud that our staff was able to make a difference in the community. Back in the early 2000s, um, we did a whole series on how we were trying to build libraries, if you remember that whole bond, and trying to get that um, passed. And I think we were integral because we covered that so well. Um, And the bond was passed and 15 libraries were built. Another series we did was they were trying to close Jackson and Roosevelt Elementary Schools, which were really important to the communities that they served and a lot of those people walked to that school and were very um, walked to those schools and were very loyal to them and um, so we did a whole series about how the community responded to the school district's plan to tear those down and instead they rebuilt them left them where they were and I think we had a, an integral part in that. Another big day for us was September 11th when the terrorist attacks happened We put out a special edition that day, which I don't think we've ever done in the history of the Mail Tribune, and that took all of us working together um, to do that and to put aside our own terror at what's happening, because we didn't know whether the West Coast was going to be targeted too, um, and put aside our own emotions about it, because some of us had people that were back east that we couldn't get a hold of, and just really respond to the community and talk to them about what they were going through and put out this special edition. Um, We had kids hawking it on the street corners and it sold out within hours. It was just a, an amazing day. Um, on the one hand, so tragic and so sad. And on the other hand, showing how uh, journalists can come together, set aside their own emotions and get the news out. Absolutely. Wow. Um, what about the more challenging stories that you've been part of? Obviously that, you know, sometimes these stories will present their own set of hurdles, uh, either because you can't get someone to comment on something or because of a public records request that's just been holed up forever uh, or a particularly difficult subject, um, child abuse, crime, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. what about uh, some of those that stick out for you? One was uh, we were trying to get a hold of um, concealed handgun permits because we had learned that there was a teacher who wanted to carry a gun to school. And so our question was, if teachers were allowed to carry guns to school, how many potentially could there be? So we were going to take records, um, you know, all the teachers in the districts, and then line them up with concealed handgun permits to see how many teachers have concealed handgun permits. And of course, guns is a very volatile issue, and um, a lot of people were very afraid that we'd print all their names, which was not our intention. We weren't going to do that. It was just a numbers thing. There's, you know, however many teachers in Medford in this percentage carry guns mm-hmm. and have concealed weapons <clears throat> permits, but that's not the way it was taken, and we got a lot of flack from people who are very um, concerned about their own privacy and... I'm concerned that we were going to try to advocate for taking guns away or something like that, and that wasn't the case at all. Um, but we had a sheriff who was reluctant to give us those records, even though it says very clearly on the form, this is a public record. Mm-hmm. And so we had to take him to court, um, and we won. But um, by then, the whole issue had settled itself, and Medford Schools decided not to let teachers carry guns, and so it was kind of a moot point after that. But that was a really um, challenging time, especially for editor Bob Hunter, because he got a lot of flack then, and which is unfortunate because I think the public should know if teachers carry guns, how many might be carrying them mm-hmm. in their schools. 
the most recent one I think is the whole Kurt Ankerberg thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a very um, angry person who's um, been um, has has posted angry, mean things to people in the community and his opponents, and he keeps trying to get elected and. Um, for the Senate race, we decided that we really needed to expose him for who he was because he was um, so close to getting the nomination for the Republican Party. And um, that really signaled to us that people don't know who Kurt Ankerberg is. And so we um, did, I think it was Damien that wrote this story, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we outlined all the things that he said in these Facebook posts against his opponents and, and other things, horrible things that he said. Um, and, you know, it was a, um, after that, he personally attacked me on social media, as you know. And so it was just, you know, a very stressful time um, for everybody in the newsroom. But it was so necessary because people really needed to know who this man was. And this last time I noticed he got very low percentage um, in his bid for the school board. So mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, I think it would be hard not to reflect not only on your time here as you know you're, you're getting so close but on the industry as a whole um as as you're nearing the exit so I, I was really curious about your thoughts on this like basically what you see trajectory wise for local media outfits like ours like on the future like what what, what does that look like what, what is our role going to stay the same is it going to change what are, what are your thoughts on that mm-hmm. just as a whole yeah, journalism has gone through a cataclysmic change in the last 15 years, as you know. Um, but the one thing, the one constant that's um, being s- still successful are community newspapers, because communities really need to know about their um, local news, and they rely on community newspapers, and they trust them. It's not the national media, which has lost trust in the public quite a bit, um, but Local newspapers, they know who we are. We're very transparent about what we do. And they, they still trust us to get the news out to them. And that's the most important thing. And I really believe that um, the Mail Tribune and the Daily Tidings, or the Ashland Tidings, have a huge role to play in the community and will for years to come. Um, I'm excited about what we've been doing with video, which gives a whole other way for um, people to get the news, whether they want to watch it or read it or um, or listen to it with your podcast, Ryan. I think you've done an awesome job with the Insider Podcast. Mm-hmm. And what's so important about that is it gives that um, inside look at what we do, that transparent look at what we do. So, you know, I do worry about um, journalism because there's been so many cutbacks and so many papers that have closed. But I really believe that um, our newspaper is going to thrive because Jackson County supports its newspapers. And, um, you know, if, if you try to imagine a world without news, it's a horrible, scary place, right? And I, I just think that when it all shakes out, um, good newspapers will thrive and survive. I mean, what, what do you think that, I guess, the industry as a whole needs to, to do better on? Or that, or that you've been trying to, to work toward, rather? Mm-hmm. I think newspapers have been a little slow in responding to all these changes that happened with the internet, with social media and all that, um, because really people are used to getting what they need what they and what they want when they need it and when they want it. Um, and so newspapers were a little slow, I think, to respond to that, but we need to make sure that we're on top of things and that we offer them um, all the ways that they can get the news um, when they want it and how they want it. And, you know, I think we could 
do more push notifications um, so that people have our app. They know right away when something happens. Um, and I think we could, you know, strengthen our app so that um, when people take us with their phones, uh, they know that we're right there on top of things. Newspapers are trying a lot of different things, and there's all kinds of different journalism that's happening now, like um, foundations that are helping support journalism. Um, there's a there's a health one that's called Kaiser Health News, I think it is. Um, they do awesome stories. In fact, um, somebody who works for there used to work here, and she's a great reporter. Um, so we do have to be open to other methods and other ways of telling stories. How does local media remain relevant in the age of social media? Um, and j just was curious about your thoughts on that. I think people should realize that um, journalists are trained to provide news in a way that is balanced, fair, accurate, um, in, t in its entirety so that you get all sides of an issue rather than just one. And social media, it's very, um, people gravitate to what they know and like and how they believe instead of being open to other perspectives. And that's a very dangerous thing, right? And so if you go to the newspaper website, you know that we have done our research. We have talked to all sides. We're presenting it in a fair and balanced manner. We don't have a dog in the fight. Um, we're not biased about it, and we're the last bastion of, of a news outlet where you can trust, right? Um, and local TV stations, too. I'm not saying that. But social media, you have to be so careful about what you read and what you hear. And, um, you know, we have Russians hacking it now, so how do we know they're not the ones giving that information? But you know, hey, the Mail Tribune, if Brian File writes that story, you know Ryan. You know who he is and that he's... Um, done as the hardest job he can to get that story to you in a fair and balanced manner and all the information that you need. Mm. There was a, uh, I don't know if you remember this from a couple of years ago, there was this incident up in Seattle where a guy who had a mental breakdown, he stole a plane, essentially, mm -hmm. and he took off in it and he was flying it around. It took a lot of resources to get this resolved, basically, and I, this is the anecdote that I will continue to use when people talk about this because the day that it was happening I saw a tweet from a guy who basically was saying that this is showing how social media is the way of the future for journalism because everybody was just on this right away mm. saying thing and then but but next day when more of the facts started to come out about what happened 99% of what was reported on social media was wrong Right. Just with because it was so many things. It was it's a fighter jet. It's mm. they shot him down. It's it's a terrorist attack. It's, it was it was a dozen different narratives and more, and there was no cohesion. And it was just like what is going on. And so to see that comment and then to see that next day, most of it was completely wrong. That's was, a great example. It was just it was like yeah. You sometimes you have to wait a little bit, but wouldn't you rather have the a more complete and true picture of what happened exactly. as opposed to play-by-plays that are just drunken to, <laughs> right. to some extent you know well and the damage has been done too because how many people will go back and see what really happened and so they're going to spend their entire lives not knowing exactly the truth about a story mm -hmm. you know? absolutely so people need to realize um, and not um, underappreciate what a trained journalist can do because they ask the tough questions, they dig for 
answers. They ask for public records. They don't take what's spoon-fed to them. And we need that in this day and age. Absolutely. Uh, What are you going to miss the most about this place, Mm -hmm. about journalism just in general? Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss the people because I love all you guys, and I hope you know that. Always have. Absolutely. Um, But I'm I'm here, and I'm available, and um, I'll be reading your stuff and watching your videos because... You guys are doing an awesome job, and I'm really excited about this new opportunity in my life, and it's a time in, in my life when I need to make a change, but um, but that doesn't mean I support you guys any less, or, or journalism in general. I'm going to be all over it. Mm-hmm. Really quick, lastly, um, it just just because I, I think this is sort of fascinating, I mean, I know, I know one thing about you that a lot of people maybe don't know is that you write. You're quite a prolific uh, creative writer. <laughs> I was hoping you could, you know, just talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing maybe now that you have a little bit more time. Mm, I know, right? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to have probably four hours more a day than I used to. <laughs> well, uh, what Ryan's referring to is that I um, have written some plays and I got a little bit of success, and so I want to go back to that for sure um, because what a joy that is to see your work up on stage. And as you know, you've had stuff produced as well, at least on video and all that. Oh, small scale. Yes. <laughs> Not quite in New York City, but yeah. <laughs> but you know what a thrill that is. Yes. And, um, you know, you don't get to do that when you're an editor. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm looking forward to that. And, um, we've been in our new house for uh, about a year and a half and I still haven't done anything with that backyard. So I'm going to do something with it. All right. Yard work. <laughs> Killing it. Well, uh, we'll definitely miss you around here, and we hope to see you occasionally. That mm, is yes. for sure. Um, you can listen to past episodes of this podcast at mailtribune.com slash podcasts slash the, ins- the dash insider. Excuse me. The next time you hear one, Kathy won't be editor here, and that sucks. But we <laughs> do wish her well and hope she realizes how much we'll miss her and all the good that she's done here. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for tuning in and listening to The Insider. See you soon.